Hey there, Northern Star Scouting. Welcome back to another episode of Scout Chat on the Air. I'm your host, John McDermott, and this week I am joined by a guest host and coworker of mine, fellow district executive Aaron Russell. Aaron, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, John. Very happy to be here. Should be a pretty exciting time. Yeah. So I have Aaron with me today to talk about a pretty relevant topic that's going on right now in your calendar program year, and that is Weeblo's transition. So we're going to talk about kind of the general process of Weeblo's transition, talk about what it means and why it's important. Yeah, this is one of the most crucial times in the life uh, of a Cub Scout moving into Scouts BSA. Yeah, it's a very exciting and nerve-wracking time for both the kids and the adults. So some of the basics of Weeble's transition, uh, this is, you know, a transition in program. So this is the jump from Cub Scouts to Scouts BSA, as Aaron just said. And, you know, sometimes the concept of transitioning from program to program may seem a little stressful, but Weeble's transition is actually pretty simple. So, you know, the start of the process is the summers between when your scout is in fourth and fifth grade. Um, generally, there's an opportunity to go to one of our council camps, either at Camp Stearns or at Navajo, which is at Camp Tomahawk in Wisconsin. And your fourth and fifth graders can take a trip there for a few days and get a taste of what program is like at those camps when you transition into Scouts BSA. And it's really cool because, you know, the staff kind of treat your scouts like they would treat the Scouts BSA participants, and they get a really nice, fun kind of shorter interaction to just get a taste of what that's going to be like. Yeah, and they will get to practice all those wonderful skills that they've learned in their Weeblos experience and kind of prep them for what they're going to be doing at Arrow of Light as well, which of course is the very basics of what they'll be learning at the beginning of their Scouts BSA careers. So it's really a way for the Scouts to really get excited about the next step of their journey. And once your scouts have gotten a taste of what that summer program is like, you know, it's a really good idea for your dens and your packs to start getting in touch with the local troops in your area. Those troops, you know, are usually pretty established. And in some cases, packs have pretty good relationships with troops that may even share a number with their pack as well. Could have the same charter organization and maybe even some of the same leadership. So it's a good idea to reach out to those local troops which you can find if you go through our Adventurers Calling website, there's an option to look up units by zip code, and you can try to find some of your nearest troops in your area and start to reach out to those people. You know, you want to get your Cub Scouts associated with, you know, one of the potential troops that they might join once they finish that transition process. And for those Scouts who may be looking to join a troop, but only have really exposure to one troop, it is very important that they reach out to as many troops as possible to really make sure that they get the best fit. Because not all troops operate the same way, have do the same kind of outings. So you want to make sure that your scout finds the best fit possible for them. And it may not be the one where all their friends are going, but the beautiful part of the program is we all are friends here and it's a great opportunity to expand their horizons. Now, as you're starting to look at some of those troops uh, at, at the den level or at the Cub Scout level, there shouldn't be a whole lot you need to do as leaders. Really, the Weeblos transition process should kind of be jump-started by the Scouts BSA leaders in the troop. It never hurts to reach out to two or three yourself, but you should be expecting communication from those troops. They know what packs are in their area because that's how they get returning membership and get uh, fresh blood, let's say, into their units, is by having those relationships with those packs. 
So some things that, you know, you can start to do with that Scouts BSA troop once you've established contact are simply maybe just attending their meetings and seeing how they run, what kind of program they do during the academic year. And then once you've gotten a taste of what that's like, you can start to, you know, maybe go to activities with them or visit them at summer camp. There are no shortage of opportunities for PACs to try and get involved with local troops and really that process should be happening year round. You know, once you have an idea, you know, or a history with a troop of where your Cub Scouts are going to go, start doing activities with them whenever you have the chance. It just gets your Scouts more familiar with where they could end up if they decide to continue with the program and can get them excited for things that they could do once they start that transition process. Hey, John, is there a group of people or a group of volunteers that we can reach out to to help us navigate this process, help us find troops, provide recommendations, and also help us make decisions about where to go? The easiest thing to do if you have questions about Weebless Transition is going to be to reach out to your local district executive. If you don't know who that person is, uh, there's probably someone in your unit or someone in your district that does. Uh, the other thing you can do, too, is go to the Northern Star Scouting website, which is northernstar.org, and there's a full list of contacts there that you can reach out to. Or if you want more information about Weebless Transition, you can email membership at northernstar.org. And anyone at any of those venues is going to be able to help direct you to the right person or you know, give you some of the information you might need. That's very helpful. I'm glad to know there's a lot of resources out there for these these families that are moving from program to program. So at the time of this podcast posting, we're going to be kind of in the midst of when Weebless Transition really starts to take hold. So, you know, we've we've made it through the holidays now. We're into the new calendar year. Uh, we're in kind of an interesting spot because the calendar year restarts, but the program year is kind of in mid-swing. But we're at the point now where people are going to start uh, what we call the crossover process, which is basically just the official joining of the troop from the pack. Um, and that usually happens somewhere between December and March. But it's really up to your pack and your den of when that takes place, you know, maybe talking about when it makes the most sense with the Scouts BSA troop you're going into. That's kind of the time frame that that process usually happens. So, John, what are the requirements for crossing over? Is there a certain milestone that the Cubs need to, to reach before they're able to join a troop? Yeah, so there's actually a couple different ways uh, that you can be eligible for crossover. You can first have completed fifth grade, that, that one's pretty simple, um, or you can be 10 and have completed the fifth grade as long as you've also completed your arrow of light. Yes, and I believe you can also be 11 and still in the, four, in the fifth grade and crossover as well. Correct, yep. And all that should be laid out in your arrow of light guidebooks and also in the uh, beginning sections of the Scouts BSA handbook should lay out those requirements for joining a troop as well. As you're working with that Scouts PSA troop to get your den transitioned into that unit, uh, there is a little bit of paperwork that's associated with that. It's very simple. It's usually done all at the Scouts PSA level. It's simply a form that the Scout Master puts all of the names of the youth who have transitioned into the troop. You get parent signatures and they submit that to the council office. And that's it. That's really all they need to do to get those Scouts transitioned in their unit. Those forms do go out via mail to all of the scout masters and committee chairs at the scouts BSA level. So they have that information and, you know, they're familiar with the process. So for those pack leaders that may be worrying about what you need to do 
don't worry. Those Scouts BSA leaders will help you through that process. In addition, if if your scout leader needs help with that process as well, reach out to your district executive and they can help you out with that process as well. So one of the most important things you can do after completing that crossover process is to make sure that you get your fifth graders signed up for summer camp. Uh, That first summer, it's a really good opportunity to get those new scouts engaged in their Scouts BSA troop, get them to meet some of the older scouts and get familiar with the new leadership. Um, If the youth get to go to camp with their new troop, uh, there's a potential for a lot of fun there. They can even start working on their first merit badges and rank advancements. So for those families who are new to the to the Scouts BSA program, what kind of things do these uh, brand new Scouts get to do at their first summer camp? Yeah, so some of the first things that a newly transitioned Scouts BSA member gets to do is the, the whole rank advancement thing. So, you know, in Cub Scouts, ranks are usually just done by grade. Each time you go into a new grade, you have a new rank. In Scouts BSA, it's a little bit different. Uh, there are certain requirements for different ranks that you are required to earn before you can move up to the next rank. And when you go to summer camp for the first time, you have the opportunity to work on some of those requirements um, for some of those initial rank advancements. So is, is my understanding is that first they get to work on their tenderfoot ranks, second class, and then first class in this wonderful first year program, the Scouts. So they get to work on everything from first aid skills, knot tying skills, cooking skills, and even get to earn their firemen and totem chips and so they can learn how to safely and properly use bladed tools such as knives, saws, uh, and as well as to learn how to build a fire and properly manage them. So it's a great opportunity to kids to really dive into the, the scouting experience right away when they join uh, a Scouts BSA troop. Yeah, there are so many skills that Scouts can immediately begin to pick up and learn about when they transition to the troop. You know, they might have already started some sort of rudimentary learning of those things in the pack, but you really get to take it to the next level when you get into a Scouts BSA troop. And really, honestly, there's no better environment to do that than summer camp. You know, you get the full outdoor experience. You can do things that, you know, you might not be able to do at your weekly meetings, such as, you know, chopping wood with an axe. That might not be an opportunity you have available to you all the time. Uh, But at camp, it's great because you can learn about how to cut the wood and you can learn how to build a fire and all the things that go into a fire. And, you know, that that first year program is, is so fun for the new scouts um, to learn all those new things. And, you know, once they've started to pick up that knowledge, allows them to interact with some of the older scouts in the Scouts BSA troop a little bit better, which just really adds to the whole experience. You know, a, a lot of, it can be daunting for a new Scouts BSA member to go into a troop with all these older kids who, you know, have been in it for a while and have all these great skills and have a sash full of merit badges and things like that. Um, but, you know, those those scouts are the best resources for your recently transitioned scouts to learn from. You know, they, they've they been doing it for years. They have the hands-on experience. And sometimes the best form of learning can come from your peers. So, you know, get, get those new Scouts BSA members integrated into the troops and get them involved as soon as possible. And summer camp should be first on the list of ways to do that. And from a parent perspective, too, I know this new program calendar that we have uh, is providing a great opportunity for parents to get their kids involved. Because in years past, right about this time, the the February, January, February timeframe is the recharter time. So you've just paid your dues. 
and you had to make a decision to move on to the scouts BSA or not. Uh, and now with our new program year, you are, your kids are registered through the end of August. So it's a great opportunity. The kids are already paid for for the program year. So have them join the troop, experience it, and go to summer camp so they get the full experience so that they know what their their experience is going to be like come this next program year. So don't waste the opportunity to take full advantage of your registration this year and be fully engaged in the troop. Your kids will definitely thank you. It is an excellent program. And and that's a really good point, Aaron. And I want to reiterate that too. If you are registered now through the rest of the program year, which is until August, when you transition into your troop, you do not need to pay another registration fee. If you are paid in your pack, you are paid through the end of the program year. And as long as you transition in that program year, you're paid for. You don't need to pay again until recharter happens uh, starting at the beginning of fall. So, you know, if you have questions about that, your Scouts PSA leaders in the troops should be aware of that fact. And again, you can always call the council office and ask. We have those answers readily available for you. Yeah, don't don't let your your registration fees go to waste. We've got six months left of the program year. Make sure you take full advantage of every every second that you can. You know, and while we're talking about the program year, we we've kind of mentioned already that we're in or going to be in the midst of what we're calling the crossover time frame, um, which is when you're finalizing your meetings with the Scouts BSA troop that you're going to transition to from your current pack. Um, and then the next big thing, you know, kind of between June and August, once you've done that transition, is going to summer camp. We talked about that as well. And for those of you that might be, you know, towards that fourth grade range, uh, you're probably not quite ready to cross over yet. But, you know, starting over the summer, uh, participate with that troop that you're thinking about joining and some of their summer activities. Sometimes those things can be a little more entertaining than some of the troop meetings themselves. I know when I was a Weeblo and we were looking at troops to transition into, uh, we were doing something with a different troop every month, honestly, which is just A, a great way to get program time in, and B, a great way to get yourself associated with who your local troops are. Yeah, that's a great note, John. Uh, I believe it is a requirement for Arrow of Light to have two troop visits in before you are able to earn your arrow of light. Yep. Uh, but there's nothing saying that you can't do 12 or 20 visits before you, you cross over. So minimum is two, but, you know, shoot for the moon. Keep going and really uh, be a member of the troop and be a part of the community before you're officially there. Uh, I'm sure your the Scouts BSA leaders would greatly appreciate uh, getting to know who's going to be a part of their, their community. Once you get through that summer time frame, you know, looking into August and September as we're getting ready for school to start again, that's a good time for you to start actually going to troop meetings. You know, most troops don't meet actively over the summer. You know, maybe they'll go to summer camp and do some fun full troop activities, but they might not be having weekly meetings. So in that August to September time frame, you know, reach out to those leaders and find out when their meeting schedules are and participate, you know, see if they're willing to have you come join them for a meeting or two uh, in that time frame. And, you know, again, cannot stress this enough. Go to multiple troops. You're probably not going to find the right fit on the first try. It might take a couple meetings with one troop or a couple meetings with multiple troops. You know, find one that really fits what you think your scouts needs are the best 
you know, schedule wise, program wise, interest wise, whatever, uh, you know, take the time to figure that out. There's no rush to get that transition process started. So, you know, take your time, find the right fit. And, you know, once you've started to go to some of those troop meetings in that August, September frame, see if you can attend some weekend campouts with the troop. You know, a lot of troops do a lot of camping in the fall because, you know, we live in Minnesota here and the weather's always so nice and predictable, of course, for that, that fall season. So, you know, jump, jump in on those camping opportunities. And even if the Cub Scouts don't want to stay overnight, go for a day and participate in some activities that they do while they're on those campouts. Yeah. And that being said as well, have a conversation with your scout, ask them what they're interested in. Are they interested in, you know, going on a camp out every single weekend or maybe even multiple times, depending on the troop, or are they more interested in the merit badges, earning as many merit badges as they can, or are they simply in it to have a good time with their friends and be part of that community? Um, there's a lot of different avenues to go down and making sure that you're aware of what we're looking for before going in. Cause like, like John had mentioned, you're not going to find it in your first trip most likely, but if you know what you're looking for going in, it'll make the process a lot smoother. And this is a very simplified version of this process. You know, sometimes that August to September frame, maybe that's not when troops start meeting and that's okay. That's just kind of a general idea of, you know, what you can be doing at certain times of the year. So, you know, each, each quarter, really, there's kind of something you can be doing uh, in terms of Weebless transition, whether it's meetings or activities or actually starting the crossover process. There, there's always something to be doing, and it's good to stay tuned into what those things are at specific times of the year, because the you know you don't want to miss out on any opportunities. Making the jump from Cub Scouts to Scouts BSA can be intimidating for a scout, you know, but it's a really exciting time. You're getting that step up. You're kind of uh, promoting yourself in scouting, if you will, from that Cub Scouts to Scouts BSA level, and there, there's so many opportunities. You know, once you've made that transition into Scouts BSA for fresh activities and opportunities that, you know, just aren't even feasible for Cub Scouts. You know, you're going on high adventure trips or going to the high adventure bases that scouting runs throughout the country, uh, going to Jamboree. Those are all things you get to do once you join that Scouts BSA troop. Yeah, and there, there's a whole new world that opens up. And I just also want to address one thing for the new parents who have not been a part of the Scouts BSA program. It will be a little bit of a culture shock probably because the main difference between Cub Scouts and Scouts BSA is you go from a parents or adult-led program to a youth-led program. So when the meetings happen, it's the, it's the kids and the youth that are uh, deciding what, what what's happening at each meeting. They're the ones up front leading it. And the parents and leaders are there as a support to make sure that things are safe and uh, staying on the right track. But for the most part, the involvement is going to look very different at the two program levels. So if you feel a little culture shock, you don't really understand what's going on, that's probably it. Just have a conversation with your Scouts PSA leaders. Uh, they probably felt the same thing when they were going through. And it is a very normal occurrence for new parents as they transition as well. Because it isn't just the Scouts that are transitioning, it's the parents as well. Now, regardless of if you're a parent of a scout that might be transitioning into Scouts PSA, or if you're the leadership of a pack or a Scouts PSA troop, communications are starting to go out. We've already sent out a letter to all of the parents of eligible Weeblos, as well as the committee chairs, scout masters, and cub masters of all of our packs and troops, kind of letting them know that we're ready to start this crossover process officially. 
that also includes the Weebless transition form that we mentioned earlier in this episode for you scoutmasters out there. Again, all you have to do, write down the names of the Cub Scouts transitioning into your troop, get those parent signatures, submit that to the council office, and that will be that. Those kids will eventually, in the system, be transferred into your troop. There's not a whole lot more that they need to do on that end. We'll also be sending out a series of emails, kind of reminding you of where we are in the process um, with some helpful links to resources if you need those things and you'll get some information about that. So those communications will continue to go out through kind of the first quarter and part of the second quarter of the year. Um, So, you know, check out your email. It'll be coming from uh, membership at northernstar.org. So, you know, check your spam folders. If you think you're not getting those emails, they might get filtered there. And there's going to be some good information there. So make sure you don't miss those. And, you know, check your mail. Make sure if you're getting mail from Northern Star Scouting, it could be a Weebless transition thing. You know, read those letters, read those emails. There's some good stuff in there. And if you do need additional resources, there's info in those letters and emails of how to get it. Or you can go to the Northern Star Scouting website and in the search bar, just look up Weebless Transition. And that should take you to a copy of our Weebless Transition guide. Uh, it is a PDF kind of just talking about some broad stroke items and things that you need to do. Um, some of which Aaron and I have talked about today. That is available in PDF form on the website. Or if you would like hard copies, you know, reach out to the council office and we can print some for you. We hope this was a good episode for you to listen to, had some good content in it about Weebless Transition. Uh, Aaron, thanks so much for joining me today. It was good to have a fellow DE and, you know, past scouter on to talk about the importance of Weebless Transition. I know from personal experience, my Weebless Transition process, you know, looking back on it now as an adult uh, was super fun. You know, getting the opportunity to interact with some older scouts and kind of get a glimpse into what uh, was in my scouting future. I remember for me as, uh, in my case, I was a 10-year-old completing fifth grade. Um, Very, very exciting. Yeah, I I had the pleasure of actually joining my own dad's old troop that he was in when he was a scout. So as a, I want to say, a, a legacy member of that troop, it was super exciting and I felt proud going in and, uh, it, that time was so welcoming and you're, you'll retain your scouts and they'll have a great time. If you make them feel welcome, if they feel like they're immediately a part of the troop, uh, and your, your scouts will have a big part of that. You, the, the senior scouts, of the troop will play a big role in welcoming in the new, the new batch of scouts coming in and, uh, make sure you definitely have a conversation with your senior patrol leader and your patrol leader as well about how to welcome these new, tr- new scouts in and making sure that they don't feel like outsiders coming in because that's going to be super important. And if you have any questions about how to do that as well, you can always talk to your commissioners, your membership team in your district, and they can help you out as well. They're all trained for that and they've gone through it themselves. So don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. That's why we have so many great volunteers out there to help you. Yeah. The one thing we're not short of here in the scouting program is the wealth of knowledge on pretty much anything that involves a scouting process. There's always somebody that's done it before and somebody that knows a really efficient way of doing it. So find those people, reach out to them, get uh, get some information. And in the meantime, thanks again for listening this week. And we'll catch you on our next episode of Scout Chat on the Air.